And welcome to season three of Go Out and Talk to Strangers. This is Adi. I'm a nomadic architect and the founder of the new movement, architectural design studio that designs one-of-a-kind, innovative, and creative projects worldwide, using the built environment as a tool to help people thrive. During my world travels, I am constantly meeting incredible people, people who are reshaping the way we live, work, and connect. The reason I started this show is because I want to highlight the ones who are leading the way. This is the place where I host thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and founders of unique projects to share their stories and insights. I want to invite you to be part of the change. If you are looking for something bigger than yourself, if you also feel that we can do better, that standard is simply not good enough, you're in the right place. I hope you'll enjoy today's episode. And I'm very excited to welcome to the show, Jean-Yves Huart. Hi, Jean. Hi, Lee. Hi, I'm very happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Okay, I'm going to introduce you and let me know if I do it all right. Okay. So Jean-Yves is the founder of socialworkplaces.com and the producer of Coworking Europe Conference. A business journalist for more than a decade, Jean-Yves chose to become an entrepreneur. Expert in innovation, processes, he discovered co-working as an independent worker. His Brussels-based company has been busy with connecting the ecosystems of co-working spaces in Europe and beyond. Co-owner of two co-working spaces himself, Jean-Yves is devoting a growing portion of his time in accompanying decision-makers with their plans to move their physical assets and workforce towards flex and hospitality-based environments. How was that? Yeah, it's my text, so um, I, I think it was good enough. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So how are you today? Let's start with that. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, it's a Monday. I'm, uh, I like Mondays. Um, so I can, it's a good sign that we enjoy what we do. Absolutely. And where are you calling from today? Okay, I live in a small town called Namur. Uh, it's about 60 kilometers in the south of Brussels. And this is my hometown, and it's um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's not too far from uh, the big city, and uh, and almost in the countryside. Uh, so quality of life is very good. So I'm typical of this generation of people who like um, you know not to commute too much, and um, you know have a good quality of life. Absolutely, commuting is such a waste of time when you think about it. Yes, yes. It's uh, so sometimes I I miss the time when I was making two hours journey by train because I was with uh, a book. It was a way to put yourself in the bubble and read books. But uh, so I read much less uh, books that I used to do. Uh, but it was before smartphones and everything. So on the other hand, we 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 got this this wonderful tools that allow us to read everything everywhere every time so okay uh we lost on on, on one side and we gain on another so all together it's okay you know i don't remember the last time i saw someone reading a book on a train people are so addicted to their phones and to being productive and busy that that's becoming rare yeah 
Yes, this is this new this new principle of uh, the right to disconnect. That is pretty new. It's, it's almost a legal thing that is now. Um, uh, I, I don't know in how many countries they are doing, uh, discussing about it, but um, in Belgium at least it's on the agenda now to to um, allow employees to disconnect uh, because of this um, uh, epidemic of uh, burnouts and people couldn't disconnect and were always um, you know catchable through either the buzz, but most of the time it was because of uh, themselves not being able to think about something else and stop thinking about their work. So in order to self-protect, they introduce this right of disconnection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and on this season, I, I'm hosting a, a business futurist and she says that the new luxury is being disconnected. It's only people at a certain level that can afford to be unavailable for a certain amount of time. That's a very interesting thought. Yeah, and this is this also this this uh, new. I don't know if it's new, but uh, those very busy people, executives, and or billionaires say, okay, uh, you can buy time. So time is becoming the the currency they are looking for. Uh, time for the sell themselves to concentrate to do something else, and it's uh, it's another evolution now that we uh, once we get everything possible materially that we could we could uh, look for and expect, actually. Yeah, we, 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 we hit the hard reality of, okay, we need meaning, we need time for ourselves, we need time to think, to breathe, to, you know, do, live uh, all together. And, um, and that's, that's also something that it's also a big shift that we are seeing now, I think. I think we're shifting from work from anywhere that some people misinterpreted to work all the time yeah. back to having some sort of balance. That, but it is... A wonderful privilege to be working from everywhere and to be working remotely. And, you know, as an architect, it is very interesting to me to see how the built environment can affect our performance, our creativity, how co-working spaces can shape your experience in, in what you're doing. So I want to ask you, as, as someone who's very familiar with the entire world of co-working, uh, let's say, what was the best co-working space you've ever been to? Uh, it's like uh, asking what's the best car or what's the best, uh, I don't know, uh, hamburger you have had. Uh, <laughs> okay, let, let me rephrase. Not the best, one that you remember that made an impression on you. Again, it, 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 it's depending on what you are looking for and at what time, at, at what level of your own personal pathway you are. So, for instance, I... Um, the first, the first co-working space I went in in Brussels. That's how I discovered co-working. When I, I, I quit my job, as you mentioned, and uh, I became a freelancer. I started to work from home. I thought it was such a privilege and such a, a, a dream to walk in pajama the whole day and uh, report to nobody, etc. And after two <laughs> weeks, I was going mad, and uh, I was always making the same walking loop around my my neighborhood, my block, and, and it was like, okay, what, what did I do? <laughs> and um, at the same, at, the, at this very time, by accident, I def 
uh, an acquaintance who spoke about a project which was not called co-working because the word co-working was not even known by the, by back then but i went there and they made a great work of re refurbishing and renewing a whole factory um, it was a whole um chocolate factory believe it or not in brussels <laughs> and um mm -hmm. and it was like a revelation moment and it was with uh homemade tables it was very genuine it was a lot of do-it-yourself and i thought it was such wonderful co-working space but today's standards it would look super crappy super dark not professional at all but at the time <laughs> it was like wow it was wonderful and this is why you need to indeed to take into account so today's co-working space uh maybe look will or futurist um or the co-working space of the future will maybe look totally different and we will look at that the way we look at offices of the 70s now which are not uh you know refreshed or renewed or more modernized so so time i think is a very important thing and also um you you have to build your own standards your your own scale of uh your own quality scale with speaking uh, according to what you're looking for so a big discussion in the co-working movement because it, it, it at the beginning it was really movement now it's more in the industry so people are super nostalgic about that or critics critical about it. But I think it's just normal maturation pathway because it's proof that the, the success was there and it was the right, uh, a, a right, um, uh, a right concept that didn't come by accident. You said something very interesting. How, how do you see co-working, let's say, 10 years from now? What are the trends or movements that you can see in that? I can't say. I can't tell. It's, again, uh, you know, back in the days, uh, it was all about uh, just being allowed to work from there. It was only for, it was said that it was only for freelancers and for uh, startups, etc., small entrepreneurs, and, and and it was true. Um, but now it's it's about everybody. Um, but but it has a lot of new challenges because same thing. Home working has been told to be something that, as something that we were able to do already fifteen years ago. Uh, but it was not something that became is, is mainstream or was not mainstream until COVID came. Um, so it's about mindset process uh, that that people have to figure out different things. Uh, you know, there was this, this this idea that management had to had to control the people, and now we have moving away towards a management culture that is more empowering the people. Also, because there is scarcity of talents, etc. So, what the, the context of twenty ten versus the context twenty uh, or twenty twelve versus the context of twenty twenty two uh, is so different. And in twenty twelve, yes, we could have said that yes, on paper, this is what is going to happen. It took almost eight years because before we arrived there. And um, so, if we think about twenty thirty two. Um, I think this is the same thing because we introduced the, the discussion with this idea that time is, is so important and actually all those new nomadic ways and always on connection, connection etc. Actually, it, it it's enslaved us to some extent also to our laptops and to an always on connection because we can disconnect our, uh, like I think the majority of people once I, I haven't touched my phone for 15 minutes, I, I start shaking. I want to know what's happening in the world again. 
Um, and, and you have those people try to, you know, they go in the mountains, they leave everything out, and it's like a, a perf it, it's like a, a detox. Uh, we, we, we speak about disconnecting the way we speak about detox for drugs or alcohol. So it, it tells a lot of about our addiction to that. So uh, I, I have kids that are barely reading any book and they're always on their, 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 their phone and their, and their tablets. Um, but are they less knowledgeable that we used to be in the, at, the, at their age? I, I'm not so sure. Um, I think they, 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 they miss a, some structural basis, etc. But they know so much more than we used to know and they're so much more aware of some things that we just discovered maybe at 30 years. <laughs> and um, so, 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 so in order to make prediction about coworking in 2032, we, we have to look at what is happening out there because it's, you, can, you can't take it away. Um, my, my, my perception is that coworking will become the norm. Uh, of the office overall, uh, that the way, you know, all application software became uh, on the cloud and as a service, real estate will become as a service. Uh, we already have seen that with the, you know, um, housing in the housing market, we'll see more and more co-living, although it's for, for the moment upper end of the, of the market, but um, the, the, the same thing with, with uh, hotels, with, of course, Airbnbs, with, uh, uh, Uber, so everything on becoming underbound, service-certified, etc. Um, and and the same thing, coworking is this 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 break in the whole wall of moving out to more uh, access the access economy versus the ownership economy. Um, but it means also that uh, we will need much more diversity in the offering, with much more new approaches, more. Um, we, we might figure out that, uh, that, that it would trigger new new issues because uh, once everybody goes in co-working space, okay, they disconnect from also the, the, the group that is part of the company they work for, so there is all this, 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 um, this worries about the cultural, the, the, the company cultures that uh, and the, the, the sharing of the same values that is so, so very important for a project when you are working on. Uh, on it, um, so all that is true, and uh, so lo loyalty issue. So once you don't see the people every day, uh, you can switch from one company or one project to another for any reason. So um, building up things long term uh, might become harder, and this uh, explosion of co-working offering might be an issue ultimately. Uh, and we might say, okay, we have to come back to the good old uh, office in the. <laughs> in downtown uh, Tel Aviv or Brussels or London, because at the end of the day, it's it's more important, even if you have to, 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 to commute and, and wake up earlier, um, to, to gather those people during the day for the, for the sake of the project you they work from, than just having them happy in the garden uh, at, four, at 4 p.m. And um, so, so um, sure, I, I think also technology, so with, you know, the discussion about uh, at the Coworking Europe conference this year, we will have a session on the metaverse, uh, because this is a new thing as well. Uh, they say that, uh, you know, um, uh, v VR uh, will become, uh, or, or a VR mask, you know, uh, will, will be sold as much as smartphones today, ultimately. So. 
Okay, is it the reality? So if you if people are in the metaverse, do they need a coding space or just, can just stay at, stay at home and plug themselves in, in and it's like a new matrix? It's it's a good question. Yeah, you know I feel that the more technological we become, we also crave more to use our senses. It's almost like after the pandemic when. We were surprised by the amount of people that actually wanted to go back to the office because they missed the human interaction. Obviously, we have to find the right recipe for the right amount of ingredients of freedom and social interaction. But also, we have to understand that as human beings, we are animals. We, you know, 90% of communication is not verbal. Mm. It's through body language. It's through uh, micro movements we do in our faces and we mimic each other uh, of those movements to uh, express empathy or understanding so I don't think like as long as VR doesn't mimic well all the body language I think we'll still feel like something is missing and it will not be as important as meeting people in person yes although on that I have um I think it's already very perf performing already. So if if you get bored by what I'm saying, as we see one another, I will see it, you know. Mm -hmm. And if 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 I react badly, have a mic micro expressions that you will notice on my face during something you say, you will notice it and we say, okay, is it something wrong here? So I I, I also I sometimes got upset just on Slack just with message. Yeah, and you had no visual, you had nothing, and with uh, uh, you know, we had dispute on Slack sometimes with some of my colleagues. And okay, it ended up well, but but you know, it's almost like we were in the same room and not yelling, but you know, it was you know adrenaline in it. So so I think there is a lot still going. What is not go um, possible or much are. It's much harder to edit. It's it's the all informal thing. So because we want to have a meeting, we have to schedule it, we have to log on some you know piece of code, etc. And even if you have ten people in online connected, uh, yes, we are together, and there is a lot still passing through, etc. My colleagues are in are in Spain. Uh, we see twice a year, three times a year, and. Uh, it works like we were just sitting one next to one another. I don't say it's all good. We missed the little thing and it should sometimes some, some more jokes and, and the ambience. But altogether, from, from a, 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 an operation perspective, operational perspective, it's okay. Um, but but everything which is informal, which you haven't planned, you haven't scheduled, you, you, you bump into someone just going out of the phone booth here. Uh, of course, this 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 uh, this thing about the coffee machine and or the, the everything the serendipity and the, all these things that is big part of also the direction you take uh, at sometimes that's also missing. Uh, once again, with the conference, we we during COVID crisis we had to make it virtual. Uh, two two times because we were in Vienna supposed to be in Vienna last year and they locked down the, the city the week of our conference so we switched everything back to to virtual um, and we thought okay at the time we, we thought uh, two years ago or even one year ago we thought okay the future is hybrid events 
and hybrid meaning both virtual and physical etc and people would enjoy not to, to not to travel and some other would enjoy uh to be there because they and actually figure out okay no people don't 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 care about this ritual because it's they do it all time uh they can they can do it you know they can have webinars and everything where they want just a click away but the physical encounters the physical the serendipity the informal thing the little sparks etc it's only possible on physical so we decided not to have anything virtual this year so hybrid is to me is that um, the real value will become at, at, actually physical and meetings and, and concert become even more important now because it's become scarcer uh, those opportunities and people are more certain than ever that for, for those for do physical meeting and 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 to be 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 pushed by the wave rather than to have program everything ahead in order to have things 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 delivered uh or, or to have opportunities uh, to to meet people and um so yeah uh, uh it, it's the same way we said we said in the beginning that time is becoming the new currency okay this physic physical encounters opportunity is also to some extent becoming a, a higher value um so even if you have less of that it become more valuable so we are more looking for that um yeah, and uh, that I, I think this is this will become a big part of, of what we are going to see uh, in the future. You know, and I think that to build up on what you said, I think that's why people are leaving their home office to go into co-working space because even if it's not the our team from our company or you know the our colleagues, it is nice and refreshing to meet other people from diverse backgrounds from different. Who are doing different things and it's always inspiring to meet people who are doing something completely different because they say you know that creativity is creating new connections between existing ideas sometimes that's that's it yes yes but i would also add on that that everybody is not the same and you have so many different profiles in the company and this is a discussion we have also with people there are some people who are perfectly fine just being hidden in the in the home office in the in the in, in the roof of their house uh, all time meeting nobody just enjoying maybe uh, I don't know they 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 might be a very good soccer player they just have this break for themselves playing soccer once in a week or in training or. And some other indeed who, who who need that part of socialization at least or at least not be there so for the for the for the work life balance uh, thing or f- because they need to see other things or um, and they will go in co-working space but from the conversation for instance we have some with some uh, companies it's it's so clear that you have the split between different profiles and some people are not looking differently for that. Mm-hmm um so so that's part of the new science also of of uh you know, profiling and understanding the the people's ex- person expectation and also those things evolve uh, you know down the road uh you have this this it's a cliche but you know the it developer it is like focus on this it doesn't need to look and speak to someone else uh and on the other on the other hand you have the 
community manager will need to speak to as many people in a day if, if he or she hasn't met uh, three new people in a day it feels like it was a wasted day and um, and and this is where again we have to understand and, and so it, it's, it's also connected to what we said about the co-working evolution um, there is a, a fragmentation of the offering to be expected because um, people are looking for so much, so much, so many different things according to their home, especially if the, if they have the the say on where they are going to work from. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's your employer saying, "Okay, I I made a contract with this co-working space. It's there. Uh, go if you want, or go there because I want you to go there." Okay. Uh, it's it's my boss decision. I go there, even if I don't enjoy it. But the day you say, okay, you go in the coping space or the location you like, uh, then it becomes a totally different thing because there you will see people uh, picking the, the the environment that fits them their their own expectation or their their own constraints. So. I don't know. We had a guy, for instance, in, a, in a, one of our company space. He was um, he got divorced. He, he, he had divorced with, with his wife, and um, his wife decided to live in Namur, this town here, whereas he was in Brussels, and he was coming to the coworking space because not be, because he enjoyed it, but because his kids were going to school in the streets mm. uh, next to where we were. Okay, you you can't predict that. No. So, but, but it's it's so much personal uh, that, that indeed you have to 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 be as flexible as possible to, to allow people to go where it it where it fits their their own expectation. And and now I guess his, his kids are maybe um, older. They don't. It doesn't need to be there anymore. So he he likely stays in Brussels in a coworking space. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but you see. Yeah. So if you had to if you had to give a piece of advice for someone who wants to accommodate more than one profile in their co-working spaces, what would be what would be your tip? You can't. You have to you have to pick the segment you want to address. You you it's it's yeah, you can be very genera generic. Um so that's a way to address but but you will always be in a location that fits or not. The pe- the people. Yeah. In terms of the experience, yes, the same way. If you're a restaurant or an hotel, you at some time you, you, you design your own concept mm-hmm. based on different things. Who you are, because uh, let's not forget, coping space is also very often reflected or mirroring the personality of the people who built it and why they built it and the values they are they have. Uh, if it's it's a super corporate thing, etc., likely that the people feel good in for them corporate is right and the the thing also it's also more corporate coding make usually more money than than than, than the others. Although it's not a, a general, uh, it's not a rule. You can have a more funkier coding space who you know are very profitable as well. It's a it it it's two different things. As far as you have addressed this. If your market size is good enough, you know, it's because that's part of the of the game as well. Um, but but indeed, um, uh, if you create a restaurant and you are a, a expert, I don't know, in, in uh, 
scandic dishes, I don't know, right? That, uh, because you either took lessons or you come from Norway or and you want to share that and because you are passionate about it. So you you will build your, your own uh, Nordic kind of cook uh, or restaurant and, and and you will market it this way and you will you know you will you are going to draw in the, the people who either have no experience of Nordic but who are curious to know what it is about or the Scandic people expatriated that live in the city, uh, or the people who are simply yeah I like I don't know uh, fat fish or <laughs> what yeah can they want to try new things yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or we enjoyed it uh, once in a while with like sushi or pizzas and um, but indeed you will have this segment and that's it and that's fine um, a coworking space is exactly the same you can. Uh, Try to there's some coworking space just focusing on artists and some others so more generic as mentioned there are some that are super premium privilege etc and we draw more you know uh, higher hands uh, people higher executives will be more but the same way uh, you have hotels uh, five stars you have a bed and breakfast people want to authenticity and and the same person this uh, uh, um, uh, Sometimes what we, we, we used to say, the same person, according to the context of the function or the reason they are there, will pick a service or another. Let's say that, for instance, you are an executive for a normal co company and you're on business trip and your employer will pay you a four or five star hotel. Sorry. So, uh, the, but the day the day you go uh, with your family on vacation, or with your your wife or your husband, you will rather, you know, embrace authenticity, and you will, will book maybe a small Airbnb in the small town because it's a lot of um, character and a lot of um, charm, etc. And one business at the same level, you can even go to camping or and the same person, but the context is different. Who pays the difference, etc. And to me, that's exactly the same things that is going to happen also with coaching spaces. And and operators have to, and operators get it. Um, but but this is part of the of the evolution of the offering. And what would you say are the most common mistakes that you see in coworking spaces, without you know specifying any names, of course. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, most of the failed co-working space are people underestimating the how hard it is to manage manage a co-working space. Like you don't improvise that. So, for instance, you have examples of companies or public sectors, for instance, to say, "Okay, oh great, we have we we, we want to accommodate." <laughs> you have those guys in France. They they have a small village and they will create a. In, in the back of the uh, town hall, there is a room which is not used, which is super dark. They will put four chairs and four tables and say, okay, we will accommodate the startups of the village. Yeah. <laughs> and say, hey, come on. <laughs> so, so and you have many of this. And, and at the end, they say, okay, but we have nobody showing up. Yeah, because you didn't market, you didn't create it a sound environment, you did it uh, animated, you didn't, et cetera. And... Um, um, but you have also some big property owners who figure out that they can manage co-working space easily. Um, but you, same thing, you can't improvise, you become tomorrow hotel owner. 
This is you, you need to care careful the laundries, the registration, the marketing, the cleaning, the, the food. There's so many things that you have to take into account. Although a co-working space is less things to address because uh, at the end of the day, still you know, walking and then you don't sleep there <laughs> uh, normally. Yeah, um, normally. But but uh, but uh, the thing is that. Um, they underestimate the hospitality level that you have to bring and you have to fix the issues when they are there rapidly otherwise people are not coming back a very important thing also is to understand the layout that you need you need zones uh, because if you allow people to give phone calls in the open space you kill it so it's over and it's it's simple trick but but uh, that you 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 need to get and um so so but most of the operators that are professional all all know that so um the rest is more about uh you know have a, have a location that fits with the market you want to address uh, uh you have markets that's super com- uh, tel aviv is super competitive now for corking it's uh, yes they're everywhere <laughs> and london is super competitive but if you go to namur it's not the same story, but it's also much more smaller, and and there's it's much less, you know, dynamic in terms of entrepreneurship. Um, so if you come tomorrow with a with a WeWalk, a MindSpace, or a, or a Industries etc. in Namur, you you won't fill it in because the the market size is not there, the the dynamics not there. The, um, so you need to make your own work uh, before opening opening something. In that area, because the, but on the other hand, it's necessary because uh, yes, um, the trend is there, and the evolution is 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 arriving in those areas as well. Absolutely, and would you say that co-working spaces vary uh, according to the culture they're located in? In what sense vary? Just have different characters according to the culture and the location and the country. You you mean the way they create the coding spaces? Yeah, like the word culture or the actual space, the activities. I think there are some standards mm-hmm. everywhere, um, and and of course, the more maturation there is in the market, uh, people become more demanding. I was I, I was telling about uh, the space in Brussels the first time I was involved in. Um, which wouldn't comply with any standards, professional standard nowadays. Uh, but because also people, there was the offering improved and uh, they know what to expect. Um, if it's too crappy, it's too in the way that, uh, or it's it's just uh, secondhand furniture, but without you know thought or design behind it. Uh, if you miss some daylights, you know basic things. Uh, yeah. Yes, it won't be a successful uh, uh, unless you play that on the price, for instance. And also, it's, even if you play it on the price, if you if your potential audience is not there uh, in the location you picked, forget it. Don't walk. Um, but again, it's not different from a rest. If you put a restaurant in the wrong location with a, a bad surrounding and poorly. You know, there is those those TV shows. You know, when they come to a restaurant yeah. and, and <laughs> the they yell on the owner, <laughs> and it's but it's 
Also, what they say usually is so obvious, you know. <laughs> would you do it for co-working? Would you do a TV show where you go into co-working? Oh, yes. I think it would be yeah, a very good so. idea. We, we would need... Uh, oh, what's his name again? The, the, the famous the cook. Chef. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Which, the, the blonde guy, the rude one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one. I, I think I think it would definitely work. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't end up. Because sometimes it's so... Uh, there are basic stuff that are not done, but it's, it's, it's most, very often it's mismanagement because you have the owners who want to micromanage sure. everything. And <laughs> <laughs> it's always the same thing. They, they, they want to propose too many things. and yeah, it's... I like the way you compare between co-working and restaurants, but it seems that sometimes in co-working, people are lacking the understanding of what are we going to serve the people who are coming here they think okay we have good wi-fi we have some comfy chairs uh, a few standing decks and and we're good to go but it's much more than that again it depends um because you have some people going court in space just not to be in the kitchen yeah but are not looking for so, to socialize uh, on some extent they did brittle remain you know in the bubble and and they feel uncomfortable with socializing. I, I remember this, uh, I went to, it was like, yeah, early in the story of WeWork, and I was there, I was in San Francisco, and um, I went there, I was just close by to, 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 to discuss with the guys. Um, <laughs> it was the Cinco de Mayo, you know, the Mexican, uh, and they, they, they had planned to do a Cinco de Mayo party at the end of the day, and they invited me, so I went, and we were, five people and the building was huge so uh so yes and and you had the, the same lady who was making the registration at 9 a.m was making the, the cinco de mayo the, the the stick to hit the, the you know the candies etc. yeah and the 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 she was doing everything but she was like exhausted i say okay she won't stay there a long time because it's too demanding because being being a, sh- a, a showrunner on top of running the operation and the restriction and touring the people in the space. It's too much. So have, have a great time in the coworking space with facility. Yeah, of course, it adds a lot of, of, of value, but on the other hand, not everybody's looking for that. Sometimes it's too much. So uh, I, I went to some coworking space and they, they were making happy hours two or three times a week. And, uh, and you had the community manager, you know, Running, walking around the space and say, hey, come to the... So it was good. But after, after a while, people were like trying to slip away from, from the from the location, not to be coached and have to stay one, one hour longer because they wanted to go to the family and they want to be blamed. They didn't want to be blamed because they weren't part of it. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to find the right balance because when you have nothing, it's annoying. When it's too much, it's annoying. And anyway, you can't pay someone f- just to do that if your space is too small and too not not well located, etc. Um, but on the other hand, it's a, some some would do it well. Usually, it's they 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 they, they, they give the, the room to to their owners and they can create their own seminar. So that the the content is created by the by the tenants. That that's okay, but. Um, Again, you need to manage it, and it's a job. You know, it's 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 very demanding. And in terms of uh, you know business model, if you want to be able to pay for that part, uh, you need to fit to to you need to to tick the right boxes. 
because it, it, I saw a lot of co-working space, independent, small ones, were burning themselves out just to be super cool and do a lot of things. But at the end of the day, it was the same person doing everything again. Uh, either they, they had to close because they, you know, it's like the, those podcasters who, who do, or YouTubers who do it to be during three years and they have one, they reach one million and they, and one day they say, okay, I can't do it anymore. I stop and the channels stopped. Same thing. Uh, it's so demanding, uh, so exhausting that, that you have to find the right balance and not over promise on that, but not all. On the other hand, believe that it's because you do a lot of those things that necessarily people will come to you because it can be the opposite at the end of the day. Uh, that people say, oh, it's too much, it's too overwhelming. Uh, I, I, I won't go there because they will do a peer work again or a, a new pitch session, pitching session. Or uh, yeah. people, they need to best work and to be productive. And uh, that's, that's the basic uh, idea. Yeah, those are really good pieces of advice. Thank you for sharing that. So if you have to leave us, uh, we're almost coming to an end, uh, but if you had to leave us with one uh, main thought, what would that be? About? <laughs> about, you know, what is the... We talked about common mistakes and practices and how to do that in the best possible way. So from your experience, just one thing that could uh, shift a co-working space to be better or to keep that in mind, what would that be? Uh, find your own audience. Uh, create your own uh, story. Don't try to embrace everything um, because it's, it, it's uh, meaningless. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, there is those big groups or hotels, they are creating a lot of different brands, for instance. Um, but this is for the same reason, because they want to address, you know, slices of an audience uh, that are not necessarily looking for the same thing at the same price at the same at the same time for the same reason, and uh, and coordinates. But I think uh, this this is the same thing. So yes, uh, this is what I would say. So we can learn from that model of let's say hotels that are not creating the same experience. I think hotels is the most self-explanatory area. To, if you want to understand where coaching goes, look at hotels and uh, also how they manage the you know the franchise model. How do they manage the landlords? You know uh, all the real estate things uh, because the property owners necessarily the hotel manager, which you know there was a lot of things. Um, also. Um, it's not because you have the big chains of hotels, uh, super successful, that we see everywhere, that you don't have room for the small Airbnb, the, the bed and, small bed and breakfast with the super delicious breakfast and the, uh, and the nanny that is cooking the pie and all those things. In the, and you have the direct connection with the local culture and people are looking yeah. for that. Um, so, 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 quacking is the same thing. Um, it's, it, there, as the pie is growing overall, uh, yes, there is room for a lot, but um, uh, but it has to be professional more and more. Uh, it has to be understand the evolution of what you mentioned um, initially. And uh, uh, yes, and it's a people business at the end of the day. And so it starts with understanding, you know, what, who expects what and not 
apprehend what what the what they think or what the the, the those people would, would would like to have and um it's um I think it's very important to understand that. So employing the people, it's also uh, letting them decide what they need or not. Amazing. Yes, yes, yes. I love everything you just said. So personalized, <laughs> ask the people what they want, uh, make sure to, to have, th there is space for everyone and sometimes less is more. You don't have to have a full schedule for the whole week. It's yeah. the right, you know, yes, indeed. But it, I think that it, that's the, It's the right touch, mm -hmm. you know? not too much. It's like the pa painters, you know, uh, if you make too much, it's, yeah, it's crappy. And uh, if it's too small, too conceptual or, you know, you need to, to find writers to have the, the, the writing. And that's, that's, that's the toughest. But that's art, less than science. That, that's brilliant. Thank you. Okay, so before we end this episode, there is one question that I ask all my guests. And it's called the wild napkin. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be. It's a fun one. So uh, you okay. go into a bar, and you have a couple of drinks. Uh, let's say you drink. I don't know you, uh, if you drink or not. Uh, but your mind is really free, and all of a sudden you have the craziest idea. But all you have is a napkin. So you write it down. What does it say? Yeah, it's too early in the morning, uh, I guess, to figure it out. But, uh, <laughs> so I, I need to, to deliver a bottle of wine or something to you to be able to answer that question. Yeah, a beer. Uh, yeah, good, good a good beer. beer. Okay. Uh, there is no time limit. There is no budget limit. It could be anything. No, uh, yeah, but it's not very original, but... Uh, I would love to, you know, to take those trips to space and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know it's, uh, all this, all these new, you know, solutions that are for beginners for, for the moment. But yeah, I like that. Uh, there was this, this, this discussion about hotel, hotels in orbit, you know, I would love it. Yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. I would love that. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe the first co-working space in space. In orbit. For yeah, the yeah, hotel yeah. guests, yeah, if they want to get some work done. Yeah, there was this, this anecdote, for instance, if you read the book about WeWork and Adam Newman, uh, that he, at the, at the end of the story, he, he, he was in touch in, with uh, Helen Musk. And while he was discussing about um, the, uh, you know, the Marsh expedition, etc., and Adam proposed to create a WeWork on, on, Mar on Mars. And Elon Musk was, it seems like, okay, but I'm not sure I need WeWork for that. <laughs> but yes, so there, were, there is already been discussion about it, if you, as you see. That's very, very interesting. I like that. You see, you came up with a very fun, unique idea at the end of it. Welcome. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you again for being my guest. And I'll make sure to share the links to your website. And what is the best uh, way to connect with you? Oh, um, Corking Europe. Um, social workplace so uh, I'm on Twitter uh, LinkedIn mm -hmm. so easy to find okay I'll put all the links in the show notes and I want to thank everyone who chose to spend his time with us today and until the next time go out and talk to strangers thank you very much thank you bye bye hi again I hope you liked today's episode 
If you learned something new, make sure to pay it forward and share it with someone in your network that might like it as well. Follow the show and rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. As you know, I love to hear from you. If you have a thought or a question regarding today's episode, go to the New Movement website. That's www.thenewmvt.com and use the contact form to leave us a comment. Thank you for being part of the change. I'll see you next time.